Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? I hope it is well with your soul. Uh, today is the final uh, message on Unshakable. I'm excited about it. I look forward to it. But before I get into the message, this week uh, I was studying. I got a couple of scripture verses, and I'd like to share with you. So we're going we're gonna to cut to a, a recording that I did earlier. Okay? Just listen up and be blessed. What a, uh, what a promise. If we remain faithful, the authority that God gives us. I just want you to stay in that. Let's continue to be faithful to the Lord. Amen? Okay, let's jump right into the scriptures. We're in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Like I said, this is our, the fourth uh, message in this sher- series, Unshakable. It's really important that we get positioned, we get our posture right, we get le- allow God to train us, we submit unto the Lord, and we just surrender to the Lord and get trained by Him. And this message, uh, I am like so excited to give it to you. I want to jump right in. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 through 29. I'm even going to put my glasses on for it. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. Uh, And then it's not talking about me, just so you know. That's not what it's. (laughs) For if people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we certainly will not escape if we reject the one, Jesus, who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, and now he makes another promise. Once again, I will not only, uh, excuse me, I will, not, I will shake not only the earth and the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only that which is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please the Lord and please God by worshiping w- with holy fear and awe. For God is a devouring fire or a consuming fire. Now, in the last part of Hebrews chapter 12, he uses like kind of four analogies or four things. He 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 talks about. He says, we need to understand God's message. And he he refers to two mountains, two voices, two places being shaken. And which one will you listen to? And then this fire will come and test what you're listening to and how you're walking. And so I want to share these four kind of uh, analogies that I see here, and they are amazing. The first one is two mountains. The first one is Mount Sinai. It says this in verse 18, chapter 12, verse 18. He says, you have come to, you have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and the voice so terrible, they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back under God's command. Even if an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses, uh, Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he said, I am terrified 
and trembling. Now, the first mountain that the author is talking about here is Mount Sinai. It's when the Israelites got delivered out of uh, Egypt and they came to the Mount Sinai. This was the place where they were to come and worship God. And all of a sudden, God came down on the mountain and there was fire and trembling and shaking. That's what it's all talking about. And Basically, the holiness of God was coming down on the mountain and the people could not even touch the mountain because when they did, they would enter into God's holiness and they were unable to do so. They were so scared that they, were, they, were, they would be killed. And the first thing that we can learn here is that in this state, where they are, the, the situation that they were in, they were coming into direct contact with holiness direct contact with holiness and direct contact with holiness will consume those that come in direct contact with it it will just consume us and then he says in hebrews chapter 12 uh, 22 he talks about the next mountain so he says you haven't come to this mountain where you will come in direct contact with holiness, and therefore you will die. It will burn you up. You will be consumed. It says here, no, you didn't go to that mountain. No, you have come to Mount Zion, a city of the living God, the holy, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless, you've come to countless thousands of angels in joyful gathering. You have come to the assemblies of God of God's firstborn children whose name are, are written in heaven. You have come to God himself who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of righteous ones in heaven and now are made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and his people to, to the sprinkled blood who speaks of forgiveness, listen to this, very interesting, who speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. And so we have this contrast of these two mountains and these two situations. The first one is a physical mountain on earth that the Israelites came to. He says, you haven't come to that mountain. You haven't come to a mountain where you must come approach God all by yourself and come in direct contact with holiness. He says, no, you have not come to that mountain, but you have come to a holy place, a holy mountain called Mount Zion, which is the mountain in heaven where God is. You have come to that mountain, and that mountain, when you come to that mountain, look at the difference. One mountain, you have fear and trembling, blast and earth shaking. The other one, you have, can I say it this way? You have a party of rejoicing, a party of celebration where they come and there's thousands of angels just rejoicing and there's, there's, there's righteous ones whose name is written in the book of life. Just so you know, next week I will be having, starting a new series uh, in Revelation, so you might want to check that out. Anyways, I won't get there. So their names are written in the book of life and you have come to this mountain, but guess what? You don't come to it on your own. Someone meets you at the gate. Someone meets you at the bottom of the mountain, and his name is Jesus. 
He is the mediator. And, and I'm telling you, Victor, come over here. I don't care. I know you're off camera. Get over here. I want to show you what happens. I want to show you what happens. So Victor's doing the smart thing, social distancing, all that stuff. We're about to break all the rules. Okay. So basically, here is uh, the person coming up to Mount Zion. And he meets Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not Jesus. He meets Jesus, right? And he sees into the mountain all these thousands of angels singing and rejoicing. But there's a line of holiness that he can't cross. And so Jesus comes with a white robe and he covers him. He covers him with that white robe and he walks him into this place of holiness where he is able to, to be covered by the blood of the Lamb. And so, see, here's the thing. When we try to walk into heaven without a covering, it's like trying to go into the sun without any protection. Have you ever seen those guys? I, I mean, I love watching movies. Have you ever seen those guys that, like, they, they, they're on fire? Literally, they are on fire. They are on fire. But let me tell you, have you ever watched stunt guys get ready to be set on fire. What do they do? They put covering after covering, they put liquid, they put all kinds of stuff all over every part of their body. They make sure not one skin part is exposed. And when they're lit, they're not touched by that fire at all. See, there's no way they could do that without a covering. And that's what it's talking about in this mountain. The first one is coming to the mountain without a covering without the blood of Jesus, without the covering of Christ, you cannot enter in to this holy place. But Jesus is the mediator who has this covering. Now it says this, it says, you have come to the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Now, if you know the story, Cain, he kills Abel. And he, Cain comes to God and God says, How do, why do I hear the blood crying out, the blood of your brother crying out? What Abel's blood was crying out was, he was crying out for justice, to be, to be justified from the sin of Abel, and, and Cain, sorry. And that was crying out from the ground. When, when, these, when the Israelites tried to come up to the mountain of, of Sinai, justice was crying out. They must be justified before they can touch holiness. You must be justified before you can enter into holiness. And so the blood of Jesus is different than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel cries out for justice. The blood of Jesus cries out and says, justice has been paid. And that's the most beautiful thing you can know, that you can be covered by the blood of Jesus. And so doing, you can enter in to Mount Zion, which is a much better place than Mount Sinai. And then it says, basically, these two voices. It says, how if we don't listen to the, the voice uh, uh, if, we, if, if the people who, who listened to Moses' voice could not escape, how much more if we don't listen to the voice of heaven? I find these two amazing. One voice is from earth. 
One voice is from heaven. One voice says, you must be holy in order to enter in. You are, it's all about you. And are you trying to become holy? And if you are, can you actually come onto this mountain? And they all said, no, we can't make it. We can't enter in. Because you cannot enter holiness on your own. And the blood and the, and the voice from heaven, all throughout Hebrews, it says, today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart like they did in the day of rebellion. What he's saying to you, if you are out there right now and you know that if you died today, you would not be able to go to heaven. If you died today and you stood before God, his holiness would consume you. Right now, the Holy Spirit is telling you, cry out to Jesus. Ask him to meet you at the gate. Say, oh God, cover me with your blood. Today I make you my mediator, my Lord and Savior that allows me to be saved. This is what it's saying. Today, are you listening to the voice? Next week, the whole first three chapters of of Revelation says, to him who uh, th- let the spirit, uh, let the people hear what the spirit is saying to the church. I find it so amazing. I'm just gonna share this. Sorry, I'm getting off a little bit. I find this so amazing that it was in December that I decided to share that, th- to, to do this series in June about time is running out. I had no idea about COVID and all that stuff. So I'm not talking about Revelation because of what is happening. This has already been planned long ago. And in the first three chapters, it says, let the people hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And look what's going on in Hebrews. Today, when you hear the voice of the Spirit, do not harden your heart like they did in the day of rebellion. Today, call out to Jesus. Call out to that voice because you can't escape if you don't if you don't listen to that voice, and you know what the difference is? The voice on earth says you must be holy or you cannot enter. The voice of heaven says, welcome in under my blood. Welcome, come on in, come home, receive me. Let the blood cover you so that when you come into this place of holiness, you are covered in the blood of Jesus. He says, because things are gonna start shaking. Boy, is that true. Things are shaking now. It's shaking. Your finances is being shaken. Your, your relationships are being shaken. You're, 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 you're wondering what God is doing. That's shaking. What voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the voices on earth who are saying, look out, oh no! Are you listening to the voice from heaven that says, I will take care of you. I will cover you. I promise that I will bring you through. Which one? are you doing? My message is not very long today, but it's important. In, finally, in, in, in the verse 29, it says, for God is a consuming fire. You know, only a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Lamentations, chapter three. I read this verse two weeks ago. It says, because, the Lord is, uh, lo- uh, because of the Lord's great love, we will not be consumed. Well, wait a minute. God is a consuming fire. We will not be consumed. It sounds like almost total opposites. Well, I want to share with you how that all works. The first thing is when you enter in or when the, let's say it this way, when God's holiness 
comes over you. When God's uh, righteous, uh, righteousness comes over you, it's like a fire. That's really what he's talking about. It's like a fire. And the fire of God will burn up anything that is not covered by his grace. It's just like that man that I talked about, the stuntman. If he covers himself and he leaves his leg open and the fire starts, it's going to burn his leg. Why? Because it's not covered. So anything in your life that is not covered by grace, when it enters into the holiness of God, it will be burned up. Why? Because it's imperfect. Why? Because it, it doesn't belong. That's why the Israelites, if they stepped on that mountain, they were not covered. They would be completely consumed and burned up. Without the covering of the blood, you will be consumed. Now, not just your, I don't want to just say, not just your soul, per se. It's not just that. It's actually the things that you do, the things that you do in your life, is it covered in the blood? Is it filled with grace? Because if you're doing things that do not have grace in them, they will be burned up. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, this is what it says. If anyone builds on this foundation, he's talking about the foundation of Jesus Christ. So he's talking about people who already say they are believers in Jesus. They have stood on, on Christ, and they will be saved. But then he's talking about what they do. He says, if anybody builds on this foundation using gold and silver and costly stones and wood, and uh, excuse me, cost, uh, silver, costly stones, or wood, hay, or stubble, their work will be shown for what it is because the, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed by fire. That's what it talks about, consuming fire. And this fire will test the quality of each person's work. And then in verse 15 it says, if it is burned up, meaning if it is wood, hay, or stubble, that will burn in fire. Gold will not. Silver will not. Precious stones will not burn in fire. But if, if you build with wood, hay, and stubble, the builder will suffer loss, yet he will be saved, even though just like escaping by the skin of your teeth. What he's saying is, you might be saved out there. You might know that Jesus is your Lord, but are you doing things that are covered and filled with grace? Are you walking in the grace that God has given you? Because when you're not walking in the grace, whatever you do, if it's not filled with God, it will burn up. It is a waste of time. That's why God is shaking the earth. He's tired of us being uh, you know, supported by things that are not of him. And that's why they fall. If you are trusting in gold and riches, that will, that will fall, that will, not, that will not pass the test. If you are trusting in, in your desires to be filled by relationships, that will not last. These things will be burned up. I, I, I know this is a hard message, but I've gotta tell you the truth. I've gotta tell you the truth that the fire of God will burn up anything that is not covered by grace. The second thing is the only, only that which comes from God is covered by grace. 
See, it only, only what comes from heaven, not from Mount Sinai, not from a work-based ethic, not from a, a, a trusting in yourself. All that stuff is not from heaven. That will all be burned up. It's not covered in grace because it doesn't come from heaven. Only that which comes from heaven is filled with grace. So how do you have your life filled with grace? The Bible says every good and perfect gift that comes from God, hallelujah, comes from the heavenly lights. That's filled with grace. Are you drawing from God the what you're supposed to be doing in life? Are you asking God, I'm, I'm all in, God, I'm all in. Show me what you want me to do. I will walk in your ways. I will live by your uh, statutes. I will live in your light. I will follow your spirit. All of those things are asking God to come down from heaven and fill your life with grace. I heard a song this week. It really kind of, by an old friend of mine, it was an old, old song. It says, may we walk faithful so that those behind us will believe if we were to look at your life today, if we were to look at your life today, will people see a life filled with grace and hope, a life that's just, just beaming with light of the Spirit? Or do they see you leaning, building with wood, hay, and stubble? These are the things that we must ask. On earth, God will... See, here's the thing. This is... Okay. See, God is so gracious that, as I said over and over again, God will not like beat you into submission. He will, he, he will let you live. He, he has so much mercy while you're on this earth. He will let you live the way you want to live. He will, he will let you continue to build with wood, hay, or stubble. He, will, he has enough mercy to allow you to continue to trust not in him but in other things. He'll do that. But when the earth shakes, you're gonna be in trouble. But he'll let you do it. But in the end, when you enter in, those things will be burned up. It says you will suffer loss. See, <laughs> What is the fruits that you're bearing? If you're bearing fruits from heaven, they will last. That's what it says in uh, uh, Corinthians. And now the spot says, if you build with, with gold and precious stones, you will have your reward. See, it won't get burned up. God will reward you. So I know that there are reasons. There are reasons that we don't come to God. There are reasons we don't allow God to pour out his spirit. We, we, I know there's reasons. Like, for example, you know, we look at God like Mount Sinai. We think if we come to God, he's going to come with this smashing hand and he's going he's to beat us and whip us. You know, I, I don't want to be a Christian. If I be a Christian, I can't have any fun. That is Mount Sinai. That is not Mount Zion because I can attest to that. Mount Zion is a lot of fun. We harden our hearts when we hear his voice because we're afraid. We think the future uh, is going to be uh, worse if we follow his voice. That's why we don't come to God. But to those who come to him, he says, to those who come to me, out of you will flow rivers of living waters. Woo! 
It says, as I walk in the Lord, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, as you follow. It says in Psalm 23, he, he, if we walk in the Lord, we are like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters. That means we will grow. That's what it's all about. We, God's rod and his staff, they will comfort us as we walk in the Lord. If we're not walking under him, then his rod and staff can't cover us, can't protect us. Only what is done for God will last in a shakable world. You will be purified on this earth so that as you walk in God, you're purified on this earth so that when you walk into heaven, you didn't walk into something new. See how, that's so interesting. As I talked about, talked about Victor, and how Victor, if, if, let's say Victor, all his life, it just built on wood, hay, and stubble. He would come to the, the, the gate of heaven and he'd go, that's so different in there than the way I am out here. Why? Because he didn't build. He didn't allow the Spirit of God to come in. He didn't follow after the Spirit. He didn't walk in his ways. He heard God's voice and he hardened his heart. And so it's so different. But for someone who has been walking in God, that, 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 that gate won't be much different than the, what he's experienced on earth. This is what God wants. And he, is, he said, you have received a kingdom. It has come from heaven, a kingdom that when the earth shakes, even the heaven shakes, you will not shake because you are on a foundation building with precious stones and gold. This is what God desires for your life. I trust today that if you hear his voice, even as I pray right now, I'm about to pray, as I pray, when you hear his voice, you would not harden your heart. You would submit to the Lord's training. You would walk in his ways. You would follow him. You would allow his grace to cover every part of your life. When you do, you will be unshakable. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for anyone out there that's afraid to let go, to let go of the things that they've been holding on to that they think will save them. Lord, we know it will not save unless it comes from you. It will not even last unless it comes from you. Today, I pray that each heart that is listening to this message would align them, just like Pastor Caleb said, would, would have the right posture to hear your voice, to stand underneath your um, umbrella of grace. And Lord God, let their whole life be filled with grace because what they are following is all things from your word, from heaven, from your voice. Lord, I pray today if there's anyone here struggling, that Lord God, you would help them to turn towards you and I know you will speak to them. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great day tonight. Communion, you're gonna hear some announcements in a minute, but it's gonna be a great night tonight. We're joining with IC Maidon. I'm looking forward to it. Go, let the Spirit of God touch your heart today. Have a great day. Yeah?